0: What is going on guys, it's your boy Josue. I am excited for this episode because it's something that I've struggled with um, as I was young and thankfully my sister was one who who helped me out with this area in life and so it's about quitting and making decisions and how decisions can craft up a, a character that if it's not polished or worked on... It can, it can result in a quitter, right? So decision-making can be difficult, especially when a person's character is at play. They either have a quitter mentality or a go-getter one. Decisions, if not well thought out, do have the power of instilling a type of false confidence that isn't willing to achieve anything but to quit or to give up on everything, at least until its reward is a comfort. It's equivalent to what they are used to. So unless, unless the task the task at hand is going to reward me with a type of comfort that I'm used to, that I'm I can hang out and lay back and chill and not have to always be prioritizing and not have to be always on the fast track lane, then if it can provide those types of lifestyle, I don't want it. And so they quit. So they quit. And God forbid, God forbid, that was something that God would want us to have, a quitting mentality. I mean, it's nowhere in scripture where God somehow hands the baton of quitting to any of his prophets or followers. I remember in high school, under the coach of Coach Verderam, um, I I did track and he would always tell us not to quit. He would always tell us to keep pushing forward forward i remember when we was in a swimming team in high school well we're trying to have a swimming team he will always tell us if anyone ever asks you how long you can stay afloat what do you say and i would say i don't know 35 seconds 40 seconds he says wrong answer and i'd say well what's the right answer and he says i just keep on going you don't know and psychologically, I see where he was coming from. The moment you somehow put a stamp, a, a time, on how long you can stay afloat, when that time comes, you're then going to decide to, to drown. But if you mentally are, are are there and say, hey, I don't know how long it can go. I'm just going to keep on going. You will see that you can actually stay afloat a lot longer than you believed you can. Or at least that's what you thought. And so... I remember in high school there were people who did quit from the school track. And I used to wonder like like why they quit? Like why are they leaving? I mean, I didn't have a lot going on for myself. I just went from home to school and from school to track and then I went back home and hung out with my friends. But my friends were always going to be there. Right? Like they're going to be there regardless of whether I go to school or not. They're going to be there. And so I just decided to do track and started to invest more of my time in doing sports. And my sister would invest in me to go in Taekwondo. And from Taekwondo, I remember doing high school wrestling after track. That didn't last too long. I did like one like one uh, semester of it. And that was enough for me. Um, I guess I didn't really enjoy it as much as like a martial arts club. But anyways. And, and there were people who quit from track because they said it was too fast. It was a lot of work. And, well, I mean, it could be a lot of work, but, I mean, there's nothing like going to the principal's office by yourself. At least in track, if you're going to suffer, you at least have 10 to 15 people with you suffering all at the same time. So, in that point, it's actually pretty fun. You guys are all embracing the suck, how we say in the military. At the same time, you guys are running. You guys are, whether it's snowing, raining, super hot, you guys are going to run. And it's a challenge. It really is. And I have to admit that I was always very excited at the fact that I commit to it and I continued. Now, physical things for me has always been easy. It's the mental things. It's the school. It's the education. In those areas, I don't quit necessarily. I just get intimidated. But that's for a different topic. So another area in my life where quitting was just in the air. Was army basic training, or right? Uh, basic training was an area that I remember a guy named Richard told me one time in the bathroom. Granted, the bathroom is huge. Um, hey, I want to quit, but he kind of said he wanted to take his life. And when I heard those words, I said, "Hold up, I'm gonna get you some help." Even though he told me not to tell anyone, I was like, "Wait, hold up! This guy's life is about to be in danger. Like, I, ha- I don't want, no- I don't want no blood in my hands." I immediately called the drill sergeant and said, hey, this guy's over here is crazy. I don't know. Like, he about to do something with himself. Um, I need you to go over there and assess the situation because that's what protocol calls for. Like, you guys got to deal with him. I can't deal with him. And so he was, like, taken away from basic training. Um, but he was always saying how he wanted to quit. He said that he wanted to see his kids, basic training guys in Fort Jackson. It's just, like, nine weeks. AIT, Advanced Individual Training, is just nine weeks. Now, that's for some people, depending on what MOS, what's your job in the Army. But for the most part, they're like nine to 15 weeks, I want to say, most. And he wanted to see his kid. Now, he got to see his kid, but he didn't really get to see his kid or, you know, with the, I guess, accomplishment of having finished basic training, right? BCT, right? He didn't get to go home and 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 fulfill that that uh, accomplishment. And so when his, his kid grows up to see his dad, he's going to say, "Why did you quit? Not why did you excuse yourself from the army? It's like why did you quit? And so quitting really isn't a great thing, guys. I mean, I would never promote quitting only because it becomes a habit to then quit. Right? Like the only time I would say it's not even, like, in the same lane. Like, my daughter was doing jujitsu, jiu- jitsu And she did it for, like, a couple of weeks. And then she changed. Not that she quit jujitsu. I mean, she didn't... She wasn't old enough to really appreciate it. And we don't even know what she likes. And so we put her in dancing. And she actually enjoys dancing very much. More than jiu Next point here is... Uh, Well, choices are critical in crafting characters. Now, I want to let you guys know that there's only one excuse in life, and I'm going to get that on the third point. So stick around to definitely listen up for that excuse. Choices are critical in crafting character. Now, what if you chose loyalty rather than this loyalty? Now, I'm going to share with you guys the seven army value. I'm going to dive into that. We have loyalty, bear true faith and allegiance to the U.S. Constitution, the Army, and other soldiers. Be loyal to the nation and its heritage. Now I'm 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 literally taking this off the history.army.mil website. Uh, the next one is duty. Fulfill your obligation. Accept responsibility for your own actions and those entrusted to your care. Find opportunities to improve um, oneself for the good of the group rely upon golden rule how do we consider other others reflect upon each of us both personally and as a professional organizer or organization selfless service put the welfare of the nation the army and your subordinates before your own selfless service leads to an organi- uh, organizational teamwork and encompasses discipline self-control and faith in the system honor live up to the army values you also have integrity, which is do what is right legally and morally. Be willing to do what is right even when no one is looking. It is our moral compass and inner voice. I wonder what the army is trying to now push, that that, that, that God exists. Amen to that. Personal courage. Our ability to face fear, danger, or adversity, both physical and moral courage. It doesn't say and quit. It's, just, it's our ability to face fear. Danger and adversity. Equity mentality in the army is the antonym of all of these. It's disloyalty. It's not doing your duty. It's disrespect. Is is self service, not selfless service. Is it's dishonor. Is no integrity. It's not even personal courage. It's just cowardly. And so we want to have the qualities that the army do, does instill. And I have to admit, these things we would repeat them. Almost every day while we are in basic training, we repeat them so we can instill those types of qualities and and attributes. Like, well, qualities and and traits in our personhood. We don't want to have the opposite. The opposite wouldn't wouldn't give us what we have today. A country of strong people who are willing to fight, who are willing to be selfless, who are willing to be courageous, who are willing to, to value, who are willing to have loyalty to those around them in the team right you want to have you want to have honor in your family you want to be loyal to your sports team to your teammates to your colleagues and friendships you want to honor that friendship you want to respect your friends you want them to know that you're someone they can go to in in times of of trials and tribulations and so those types of scenarios and circumstances will shape you but if you quit from those things if you avoid the family if you avoid determination and commitment to a sports team or to a club, if you are not a good friend, that really makes you a horrible character. It really does decimate the things, in fact, that the Bible tells us to be. To be wise, to fear God and love God, to respect our neighbors, to love our neighbors, to give food to the homeless and to walk them, and if you can, walk them two miles, and give them the shirt or the jacket off your back. That's called selfless service. It's not about you guys. It's about everyone else. It's about serving everyone else. And These are the types of, of choices that we make that are critical in crafting our character. Point number two is stick to your guns. Priority ought to always take precedence in personal desires or wants. I can't tell you how often I've seen people uh, be married or get married, and they're still living like they're single. Like, it's not about you. It's not about you anymore. Once you've gotten married, you are now living a selfless life. In fact, you ought to have been living a selfless life from the moment before you were married. And and, and you're being trained up for when you are married. It's not something that's hard to do anymore. It's not something you have to be rewired Again and again and again. It's already rewired in one moment in your life. And all you're doing is training yourself up to, to be more of that. You want to serve your, your wives. You want to help them. You want to love them. You want to share with them. But someone has a horrible character. I, I don't know how they can do that. Especially with a quitting mentality. They don't even see the horizon. and, and They've already quit. Or maybe they're, they're thinking about the days so I have to be selfless today and tomorrow and the next day and next month and next year. That's too much. You're right. It, it sounds like it's too much because number one, I'm not sure the love you have for your wife. It's, is it conditional? Is it unconditional? Can you measure it? How much of a love you have for her? And you're thinking way too far. Think about today. Think about the person you're with Today. Think about the the person that God has called you to be. If you're a husband, you're called to be a shepherd of your home. You're called to to pray and lead spiritually in in your home. And you know we're all we're all at fault. We don't always do things and and say things all all the time in the right days. I and mean, some days we we flunk, or some days we really do mess up. But there are days that we can say, Lord, thank you for disciplining me, for pushing me not to quit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that I did not quit. That today. I I continued and I pushed forward. Right? And when and when you don't quit, you are actually like so satisfied. You're like, "Yes, I didn't quit." I prayed with my wife today the way I said I was going to. I I read the Bible or we we paid the bills on time or we we got some financial help because we don't know how to save save money. Whatever the case is, as long as you don't quit, you honoring God, you're going to show and, and produce fruit. The mentality, they don't see that. What they see is the amount of work and how hassling it is or how long they have to do it and how tired they're going to be and how much pain is going to cause them. Like, it's just a whole bunch of excuses, right? Priority ought to always take precedence. The priority is the the calling that you're given. If you're a husband, your priority is to be a good husband. and And being a good husband... Could be, you want to provide, right? That's what the Bible calls us to provide in Genesis. It tells us that man will, uh, will sweat, from, uh, we what is it, will work from the sweat of our brows. We will provide, we'll work. We want to love our wives. The Bible says that. Paul says, for men to love our wives, the book of Ephesians, right? Christ died for the church, as men should love our wives, right? So we, want to, we, we have responsibility, we have priority. Your video games and sports and, and drinking beer, whatever the case is, like that stuff can wait. Like it's not going to go away. It can wait. Anyways, I, I've said too much. The only excuse in life, you guys ready for it? You guys ready for it? The only excuse in life is having no excuse at all. It's no excuse. You always have a plan A, and your plan B is to stick to your plan A. Always remember that your goal doesn't change when things get difficult. Your steps towards your goal changes, but your goal remains the same. It's when you start to then revert to a plan B or a plan C or a plan D that you don't even know what you want anymore. And Now, we change our minds as we get older, but there are some things that are concrete that we're going to solidify and say, all right, Lord, I'm going to do this. This is the plan. I've prayed about this. I've spoken to you about this plan. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to quit this track team that I signed up for, that I've committed to. I'm too old, or I'm old enough to the point where I know how I'm going to feel. I know if I do CrossFit, I'm going to feel sore tomorrow. That doesn't mean that when soreness comes, somehow I leave. No, when soreness comes, you're producing strength. Your muscle fibers are ripping. That's a good sign. That means you worked hard enough. It's when you work out that you don't feel anything tomorrow that, yeah, you probably didn't work out hard enough. You've held back. Are you feeling your muscle fibers rip when you work out? Are you feeling, you know, the understanding or the understanding of whatever book you're reading? Are you actually grasping the information? I mean, if you're not... Maybe you need to slow down. Maybe you need to rethink it. Is your wife or your husband sharing information with you? And why not? Is it is it because of a, a, a character trait that you have that's not pleasing to them? Have you quit in your marriage? Have you mentally already excuse yourself? Have you walked through the door or have you excused yourself from any commitments you've had? Army, Marines, Navy, any Army branch, any workforce. Have you already quit so often where it's become a pattern? And you know, sometimes what happens is you're talking with someone who is accustomed to quitting and they typically quit because it's not comfortable to them. It's not mentally or physically comforting to them. They see too much work and too much time invested and not enough self-pleasing, right? They're not getting the endorphins that they need on a day-to-day basis. And so they quit because they're actually doing something. Not for themselves, but for someone else. But indirectly, they will be serving themselves as well. They will be serving themselves a justice that is going to craft them up to be a good citizen, a good person. And, in fact, a good Christian, because selfless service is part of that. And you're being edified as you work. I mean, have you not done some volunteering work where at the end, it's like God spoke to you. And that's part of selfless service. Like, wow, Lord, I I never would have learned what this passage meant about helping a neighbor had I not volunteered to help my neighbors. Only God is worth pleasing. And he called you into an important role to fulfill. Only God is worth pleasing. And he called you in an important role to fulfill. I think when we make decisions, sometimes we can be so consumed with what people think about what our decisions are. If I join the army, what will people say? If I join the chess club, what will people say? If I if I join the church and be a member and they start seeing me 2-3 weeks later passing out Bible tracts, sharing the gospel, what will people say? We're not in this game. We're not in this world to please people. We're in this world to please only God. Cuz only God is worth pleasing. And he called you into an important role to fulfill whatever that role is, missionary, a banker, a lawyer, a a, a team player of whatever sports, a military leader, whether you are working from infantry to artillery to cook to whatever the case is, you're flipping burgers in Burger King. If that was the role that God has called you at that time in your life, you embrace it you honor God whether you're honoring God in the valley or you're honoring God in the mountaintop you honor God because God is sovereign and all things work good for those who honor God and everything is going to please God this is a simple Christian this will sway and the grace of God and the Holy Spirit guides you into all blessings until next time deuces